Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2289. In advance of New York Comic Con reveals coming this week, we're going to catch up on some news that we haven't yet talked about on the show. In particular, we're going to talk about the reveals about the High Republic Publishing Initiative. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So Charles Sewell, who is writing the primary keystone novel, if you will, in the High Republic publishing initiative formerly known as Project Luminous, did an extensive interview with The Hollywood Reporter and based on the questions that were posed in The Hollywood Reporter interview, it sounds like they already have seen a copy of the novel. They know exactly what's happening. Just, you know, when you read the questions, I'm not saying that you really understand what's going on in the High Republic story by reading the questions. I'm just saying that the way they're phrased, it sounds like they have already seen it. They already know what's going on with elliptical references to the events that happen. And we're gonna divide this review up into two parts. The first part is going to talk about the storytelling and the second part is gonna talk about what's happening behind the scenes with Project Luminous, now the High Republic. So Charles Sewell, this is you know all direct quotes from the article. He says that his personal mandate for Light of the Jedi was to explore genre in a way we hadn't directly seen in the franchise, to bring the concepts of Star Wars to places that would feel fresh and cool. It's a design disaster movie. It's a mystery. It's a race against time team on a mission story. And for my part, I will say my initial reaction to that is fabulous. Love it. <laughs> you know, this is a good thing. I mean, Star Wars has basically thrived as a you know, genre movie that transcends genre movies in a way and sort of absorbs all of them into it. So to consider the possibility of a disaster movie, a mystery, a race against time, team on a mission situation, well, I guess, you know, race against time and team on a mission is very Rogue One, if you will, but, you know, disaster and mystery, you know, bringing that stuff in, that's really very exciting. And we know that, you know, there is a disaster that happens at the beginning of the story that kicks off all the action. So there's that. But the thing that's not yet clear is whether the great disaster that happens at the beginning of the High Republic storytelling and at the beginning of Light of the Jedi is directly caused by the, the Nile. The Nile? The Nile? 
who are the villains for this particular story. And about them, Charles Sewell says they are the main villains of the piece, who are a group of anarchic marauders with some unique abilities that make them very powerful and very dangerous in this era. He says, I wanted to paint them as truly frightening. The villains we're used to seeing in Star Wars at least have some sort of loyalty or to an ideology or code, but the Nile do not, except perhaps to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and to destroy anyone or anything that opposes that goal. They have a deep and detailed history that will be explored throughout the initiative, and what they get up to is one of the coolest parts of the whole thing. Now, separate but related to that, Star Wars has also released the opening crawl for the High Republic, not just for Light of the Jedi, but just the whole High Republic publishing initiative, and it is this. They say, the galaxy is at peace, ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all that is good, the Republic is about to launch Starlight Beacon into the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as a magnificent renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does a frightening new adversary. Now the Guardians of Peace and Justice must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. So just a couple of notes about that. First of all, the Starlight Beacon is the space station that you've seen on the artwork for the High Republic, and I believe it's in the background of the cover for Light of the Jedi. So that's been referred to before, and I think we've even heard about it in excerpts that have been shared so far. So that gives a little bit of information, but I think there's more to the Starlight Beacon than has yet been revealed. Like why a space station being launched into the far reaches of the Outer Rim you know, that doesn't necessarily say, hey, you know, this is fantastic and spectacular. There has to be something special about its purpose for it to be this remarkable and for it to be, you know, this much of a conversation point. And as far as the other thing goes, get to that in just a second. I do just want to take a moment to thank everyone who shared such wonderful kind words and birthday wishes for me yesterday. I really appreciate it. And again, I will ask, as I've been asking all month long, and will continue to do so, ratings and reviews on Star Wars 7x7 on iTunes are the most helpful thing in iTunes to help more people find Star Wars 7x7. So if you haven't done it yet, please take a moment out of your day to drop a rating on the show. Hopefully five stars, fingers crossed. And reviews are even more valuable as far as iTunes to let them know that Star Wars 7x7 is a podcast worth sharing with other people who are searching for Star Wars podcasts. So thank you very much for considering it. And if you've already done it, then thank you for doing it. Now, the other thing to talk about is this business of a threat to the force itself. So you could consider this on a couple of levels, and the couple of levels have to do with the cosmic force and the living force, right? So the cosmic force is the force that binds all things, and the living force is the manifested version of the force, if you will. So, you know, people and beings and creatures, like any sentient life, non-sentient life, just life throughout the galaxy is part of the living force. And so when they say it's a threat to the force itself, you kind of start wondering, well, do they mean the cosmic force or the living force? And, you know, another way to look at it potentially is anti-force. So, you know, is there such a thing you know, as an anti-force like there is matter and antimatter? And in thinking about it in terms of our own universe, our own galaxy far, far away, if you will, there's more matter than antimatter in our universe. Otherwise, everything would have been annihilated if it was in equal amounts, basically. And so, you know, this is actually a big, separate, <laughs> thorny problem that 
physicists and cosmologists are trying to figure out, but be that as it may, when you try to apply it to Star Wars, kind of the farthest you can get with it right now is the thought that maybe it's a threat to all life in the galaxy as we know it. And, you know, potentially maybe something that can counteract the abilities of the Force in some way. You think of the, um, if I'm going to pronounce this right, the Asmari. The, uh, there are these little lizard gecko creatures that uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn had in the old Legends books, Heir to the Empire, and those ones where they were actually supposed to create sort of bubbles that negated Force ability. And I don't get the idea that they're going to try and restore that again although there are little nods to that in Star Wars Rebels where he appears, but I suppose that's another way of considering it. But there's, I think, a lot more to learn. I wouldn't be surprised, but a threat to the Force itself sounds like they would have to you know, be thinking very carefully about the nature of the Force as well, which is something that particularly makes the project exciting, in my humble opinion. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the behind-the-scenes stuff tomorrow, so I'm going to stop it right here and just and say... Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, our look at what has been talked about around the High Republic prior to reveals happening at New York Comic Con this week. Thank you for joining me, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.